What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you so much for being here. I am so beyond blessed and grateful to have the listeners that I have of this show. Like you guys blow me away every single week with the amount of listens and reviews and shares to your stories. Like it just warms my heart. So I wanted to start this episode by saying thank you because I really, 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 really do appreciate you all so, so much. And I love that you come back every single week to hang out with me essentially and put my voice in your ears and walk your dog or go to the grocery store or I don't know, like walk on the treadmill or whatever you do while you're listening to me. I just think it's cool that there's this whole community of like-minded women from all over the world because you guys are so international. Like there's people in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the UK, the US, like just all over. There's all these women in all these parts of the globe, just like with my voice in their ears, like walking around and doing their best to lean into their own personal growth journey and evolve their life and their mindsets. And it's just really cool when you think about it. Like we can all make such a difference in this world through our own little ways in which we choose to change our perspective in the way that we see the world and the way that we interact with the people around us. So it's a movement, you know, makeshift happen is a fucking movement. (laughs) And I love it. And I just wanted to say thank you for being here. Also, as I'm recording this, we are fast approaching the 100,000 download mark. So again, thank you guys so much. I believe we're going to hit it before the end of the month, which was the goal. So keep tuning in. If you if you love the show and you've missed any episodes, like take the rest of the month of July to just binge on them and tune in to ones that you've missed because it'll help us reach our goal of 100,000 downloads before the end of the month. And before we dive into today's episode talking all about becoming magnetic to your desires, I do just want to drop in some exciting news that the waitlist is now open for From Burnt Out to Badass 7.0. Yes, this is the seventh time I'll be running this program and every time it just gets bigger and better and more refined. So you guys are going to love this program. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been waiting for it to open back up, you're going to want to put your name on the waitlist. So I will link that in in the show notes below, but the link is also always in my bio on Instagram at underscore Samantha Daily. So this is going to be the last round, the last intake of 2021. So if you are feeling called to have a coach, to be in a group of like-minded women, to do this work, everything that we talk about on the show, you know, is the the basis for what I do and what I coach my clients through. Um, you're just going to be getting a much more intimate experience of that and a lot more tangible takeaways, things that you can actually physically do. You get a whole workbook, you know, every single week there's trainings and then we have our coaching calls and you're going to get to meet all the other women in the group with you. And it's just an experience. It is such a vibe. Like you will never regret investing in yourself and up-leveling your life. So if you feel called, if you feel the intuitive ping, go ahead and click that link in the show notes or in my bio and add your name to the wait list. The, the intake is going to begin in August. So it's coming up very, very soon. So make sure you add your name. And I can't wait to see you inside of that program. Um, Other life updates. I am going away for vacation next week. Jaime and I are actually taking the dog. We're going up to the north of Spain, which I'm very excited about because I've never really been to the north of Spain or at least to the part where we're going to. We're going to Galicia 
and we're just going to be in the mountains for a couple of days and the the temperature is going to be much cooler because it's summer here now and the other day it was like 40 degrees celsius which is 100 degrees fahrenheit it was hot as balls in madrid (laughs) so i'm excited to just like get up into the mountains and the misty cooler weather and just experience that part of spain and go on lots of hikes with the dog and we're staying in this like really cute little like tranquil countryside like old Spanish farmhouse type thing so I will keep you guys updated on how that goes and then after that we're driving all the way down to the other point of the country we're going all the way to the southernmost point of Spain to Cadiz which is where we usually spend a couple weeks every summer because Jaime's family has a beach house there so I'll be at the beach for a couple of weeks which I'm so excited about I don't know about you guys but When I get near the ocean and the water and the beach, I just feel, I just, yeah, I just feel alive. (laughs) I just feel like at home, like my heart is definitely meant to be near the coast. So maybe that'll be my next journey in life is finding somewhere to live that's near, more near the water somewhere. I really just want to be near the beach. Um, you know, I love, I've loved like this city vibe that I've had for the past couple of years and it's been so much fun and it's really easy to travel from Madrid because they have a big international airport. So all throughout Europe and obviously back home to the States, it's been so nice to just be able to travel quite easily from here. But I feel like my next adventure is calling me to the coast somewhere. Don't know where, don't even know what country. I'm open. You guys know I'm a Sagittarius, so love to travel. I was actually just doing a post about this um, the other day of all the trips that uh, we have planned now that it seems like traveling is a lot more accessible and it's open and it's a little bit more, you can kind of like trust that everything's not going to get canceled. Hopefully, fingers crossed, um, knock on wood. But yeah, so we have a a bunch of trips planned aside from our our two little trips that we're doing this summer in Spain. I am also going to Costa Rica in December as part of my business mastermind that I've been in for all of 2021. That's kind of our our final closing ceremony is this retreat in Costa Rica with our coach and all the women who have been in the mastermind. And I'm so excited about that because I have never been to Costa Rica, but I hear it's amazing and I can't wait to ring in my 28th year. It'll actually be my birthday while we're on the retreat. So I'm going to ring in my 28th year in the jungle surrounded by these like-minded women who are in this space of growth and personal development and spirituality and who inspire me so much on a daily basis and who I've gotten to know virtually over the past year. And I'm just so excited to be in that community in person. I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that trip. And then what else do we have going on? Um, We are planning, hopefully, to go to the Maldives in January because, as you guys may know, I think I've talked about this before, but Jaime and I are planning to leave Spain within the next year or two, just depending on what happens with his job and visas and all that kind of like logistical stuff. But So this is like a dream trip of his because he loves the ocean, but like really loves the ocean. I love the beach. He loves the ocean. Like he wants to go scuba diving, (laughs) like deep dive scuba diving and like sea sharks. I don't want to do that. But so the Maldives is obviously um, such a great place to go for snorkeling and scuba diving and seeing all that kind of like natural 
wildlife in the ocean. So this is a dream trip of Jaime's. So we're like, okay, we're not going to travel to the Maldives from the U.S. You know, if if we're moving to the U.S. in a couple of years, we're not going to go there all the way from there. So we got to do it while we're traveling from Europe because it cuts down on the travel time significantly. So it's still a long trip. But um, yeah, we're planning on, on doing that in January. And then, oh, I skipped over our next most like the next trip that we have coming up after summer is we're going to the Dominican Republic because there were such crazy deals. Like, you know, the places that have been um, pretty much like relying on tourism throughout the pandemic, even like Tulum and the Dominican Republic and some other places in the Caribbean. Um, They've just had like such amazing deals. So we got like, we booked like a five-star hotel, all-inclusive for a week plus our flights for like less than a thousand euros a person. Like it was crazy. So we were like, we have to do that. We're definitely doing that. So just him and I, um, we're going the two of us. Nobody else could come because we kind of picked like random dates in October. <laughs> so in October, yeah, we're going to the Dominican Republic and I'm so excited to just have like this romantic Caribbean all-inclusive vacation with my man. So I'm feeling the travel vibes. Um, I don't know where you guys are in the world as you're listening to this or what you're feeling called to do, but I guess for me, like I know everybody doesn't want to travel as much as as I do or they may not feel that pull or they may not feel safe to do so yet Um, and I think that you should always do whatever feels good for you, but you know, as I think about these these trips and the life that I've really created for myself over the past couple of years, it's it's less about traveling or money or whatever. And for me, it's about the feeling of freedom. So, you know, I think anything that you're desiring in life, what you're wanting to create or do or a certain place that you maybe want to live or travel to, it's really about an emotion more so than the physical tangible thing and the emotion for me is freedom and adventure like those are two things that I really love to feel and traveling is just a way that I am able to achieve that feeling essentially so some other people may achieve that feeling through music festivals or through camping or hiking or you know doing all sorts of other kinds of stuff but I guess you know the takeaway for me is this is a feeling that I really crave and that I really enjoy so how can I cultivate that in my life and now that I've been able to do that Um, it's just sort of this like realization of like, I'm literally waking up every day inside my vision board. Like I used to put pictures of these trips on my vision board and I would visualize me like in the Maldives or on the beach or in Costa Rica or, you know, having all this sort of freedom, right? That's the word that really comes through for me. And it was all you know, surrounded by little quotes about how I wanted to live my life. One in particular being the quote that said, make your passion your paycheck. And so just the other day when I was thinking about all these things that we have coming up and these adventures and and things that we're doing and how I'm living my life nowadays, I was just like, holy shit, like I literally am living my vision board. Like I still have my very first vision board that I made in 2018, I think. And I'm going to keep it just for the memories, but like I don't need it anymore because like I did it, which is such a cool feeling. 
it's such a cool feeling. And that's like something that I want everybody to be able to experience and enjoy in their life. And, you know, this is what, this is what I help my clients with is like, how can we make your life feel like it's your dream experience? Like how can we make your life feel like you are in the vision board? You know, and obviously it takes time and work and inner work. Like it, it all starts in the mind, right? I really, really believe that magic is real, but it begins in the mind, right? We can't just sit around and wait for things to fall into place. And we also can't just keep pushing and forcing physical actions without doing the inner work and hoping that, that it'll happen. You know, we need both of those things. We need to do the inner work, the subconscious clearing, the mindset shifting, and we also need to do the external, which is the action taking and shifting your habits and moving through the world in new ways and reacting and responding to situations and scenarios differently than you used to right? But when you combine those two things, it's like literally a magic fucking wand. And it's just a surreal experience like sitting here right now being like, wow, I really like dreamt about this and cut out pictures of it and pasted it all together and was like, I'm going to do this someday. And you know, I wasn't super attached to when that someday would be. I probably thought that someday would be like really, really far into the future, but it actually happened faster than I could have imagined. You know, and I think so often we are impatient with our dreams because we're expecting them to come through right now. Because wouldn't it be wonderful to just have everything that we want right now? Of course, of course, right? But when you, when you're not so attached to needing it to happen right now or today or tomorrow or in the next three months or six months or whatever, I think it actually, well, I know that it actually helps speed up the process because there's not that energy of of forcefulness, of control, of neediness behind it. And we're going to get into that in today's episode. So I'm going on, I'm kind of going on a tangent in this intro, which I wasn't expecting, but we're going to dive into exactly that. We're going to talk about unattachment and some of the other things that I believe are really helpful in becoming magnetic to your desires. So speaking of being the living, walking, breathing embodiment of your vision board and attracting all the things that you want to your life, let's dive into the episode and look at how to become magnetic to your desires. Welcome to the Make Shift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. So tip number one that I want to share with you guys for becoming magnetic to your desires is to try your very best. I know it's so hard, but to try your very best to make it just a little less important that you get things your way or exactly how you're envisioning it or on this specific timeline that you have in mind. I know this is so, so difficult. It really is a tricky part of the process, but making it less important is important. (laughs) 
So, you know, adopting sort of a mindset around your manifestations or goals or things that you're attracting into your life of, I am desiring this thing. I feel called towards this thing. I feel excited about this thing. And I trust that it's going to happen for me. But I also know that I'll be good either way. Right? Like I'll be okay either way. I'll figure it out either way. My happiness doesn't depend on me receiving this thing or having it be this exact way or in this exact format or on this exact timeline. But... If it were, you know, I'd be super grateful and excited about it. Yeah, it's just like taking the goal or the manifestation and removing it from the pedestal that you've placed it on. Because anytime we put a goal or manifestation or desire on a pedestal, we start to create resistance around it because it feels, it feels like we have to achieve it. It's almost like, like um like a threat to the universe almost it's like I need this or else if I don't get this then I won't be happy if this doesn't happen then I won't feel like I've achieved anything or I'll be a failure or I won't be in my best energy or I won't believe in the power of manifestation anymore or you know whatever it is but it's sort of like if I don't get blank then I won't feel happy Essentially, it's like we are sort of making our happiness, joy, contentment, success ride on receiving or achieving this one thing, whether it's a relationship, a career goal that you have, a amount of money in your bank account, a a trip that you want to manifest or create, whatever it is, right? It could be literally anything, but just questioning for yourself, you know, Have I made this perhaps a little bit too important? And then thinking about how you can adjust your energy and your perspective and your approach to it so that you can really truly believe like, but if not, or even if it were different, or even if it's different than how I'm imagining it, I'm sure it'll still be amazing. I'm sure it will still be everything that I need, right? That sort of idea of what what is for me will not miss me. So we can set our own idea of what we want and what we're trying to attract, but being open to receiving even more or something even better or just something completely different because we ultimately don't always know what's best for us. If I would have gotten my way all the time in all the areas of my life, I wouldn't be where I am. And I love where I am. I'm in the best place I've ever been, right? So I had to receive things in different ways than how I imagined them or set out to achieve them in order for me to end up where I am, which is the best place that I could possibly be. And I ultimately know because of my faith that this is where I'm meant to be. Right. So I think that sort of belief system is what's going to allow you to reduce the importance, in a sense, of the goal or the manifestation and kind of take it down off that pedestal. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't desire things, but it's just not allowing that desire to be the thing that creates your happiness or your joy. And so you're not going to be able to feel that way until you get it. 
right? It's like, oh, I'm desiring this thing. I'm manifesting it. If it's for me, I know that it won't miss me, but I'm also open to other things, bigger things, greater things, things that are more aligned for me, whatever it is, right? I'm open to this or something better, this or something more, yeah? And that helps sort of remove the importance and the impatience that might come up for you. Tip number two is to practice detachment or unattachment from the outcomes and again like these things are all really challenging so don't feel like you there's something that you're supposed to just do and that makes you unattached or you're just supposed to be able to oh it's not important to me anymore like this takes you know work and perspective shift and constant reframing of your mindset when you find yourself falling into these places of feeling like your goal is on a pedestal or feeling like you're super attached to the outcome. So practicing detachment really goes along with what we've just talked about in terms of making it less important. But to practice unattachment or detachment is all about letting go, right? And I think this is part of the manifestation process that is the probably the most difficult for people is that element of letting go, of trusting, of having faith. Yeah. So the only reason that it's hard to let go is because you think that if you let go, it means that you won't get what you want. That's what we really have to understand is why am I gripping so tight to this goal or dream or thing that I want to achieve, right? If you are very in your masculine energy and you typically push really hard towards your goals, say you want a new job and you are constantly editing your resume, applying to everything, applying, 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 reaching out, following up, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting any jobs, why, 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 why? Or say you want to call in a relationship and you are going out all the time and you're on the dating apps and you're swipe, swipe, swiping and chat, chat, chatting and you're like, no, it's still not working. I'm not finding anybody that feels like it's a match for me or that it's my person. If that's you, right, the idea of letting go is terrifying because you're a person that really believes in the physical action steps. And that's good because taking aligned action is important. And there are some people that are on the other end of the spectrum and they're not taking nearly enough aligned action. So if you are taking lots of action, that's good. But if you're taking a lot of action, it probably means that you're going to find letting go more difficult because you really believe that it depends on me right? I have to do something in order to make this happen. I have to do something in order to receive this goal. And so in your head, it's like letting go equals not getting what I want. If I let go of it, if I stop pushing, if I stop trying, if I stop forcing, if I stop doing my best to get the thing that I want, then well, of course, I'm not going to get it, which is what prevents you from being able to be detached from the outcome. Because you think, if I let go, that means I'm not going to get what I want. But it's not actually true, right? You think that letting go means that you're going to be disappointed or that, you know, you're going to be in pain or discomfort, right? And that if you just cling on more and if you keep pushing and if you keep working and if you keep trying, then that will give you hope or pleasure, or success, yeah? That's the formula that's going on in the background of the mind is letting go equals 
disappointment, pain, failure, clinging on, continuing to push equals hope, pleasure, success. So of course you're not going to let go. Of course you're going to keep pushing and forcing. And as we know, if our energies are imbalanced and we're doing a lot of pushing and forcing and controlling and we're not really in the energy of trust or faith, then of course we don't have that magnetic formula of being able to receive what it is that we're trying to attract, right? So we've got to reverse this narrative in our mind that's telling us that letting go equals failure and clinging on equals success, yeah? So I love this example, and I think I first heard this example given by Aaron Dowdy. You guys know that I love him. If you don't follow him on YouTube, you should. He's super funny and just has lots of good stuff around manifestation. So he was talking about this example with engagements, right? There's a lot of people that want to get engaged. Like the typical story, this isn't always the case, obviously, but like the story that we hear a lot in the world, in movies, on Facebook is that the woman really wants to get engaged and she's like, when is he going to buy the ring? And, you know, her partner is kind of not giving that to her yet. And so she's getting frustrated. Like I've seen this so many times with people in friend groups and whatever, right? The woman is like chomping at the bit to get engaged. Like, why won't he just put a ring on it? Yeah. So here's the example. It's like, if you... If, if the woman is like wanting to get engaged and she's in this energy of, of really wanting and needing and expecting the ring, it's actually pushing her partner further away from getting the ring and proposing and doing the thing because she's not allowing the other person to feel like it's their own individual choice. And this is really, really important. People are so much more inclined to do things when they believe that it is their decision to do so. When they feel that they have received their own inspiration to do something, they're so much more likely to do it. But if they don't feel like it's their own decision, they're going to start to question it and overthink it and be like, oh, why is she pushing me so hard to do this thing? Do I really want to do it? Am I ready? Now I feel pressure. And it just pushes it so much further away. The same thing is true for personal development. I have this conversation a lot with people who are loving personal development. They're reading all the books, listening to the podcast, learning so much. Their mindset is shifting. Oh my gosh, it's a whole new world. Holy shit. This is so amazing. And they want the people in their lives to be on board. They want them to receive this information, to believe in the same things, to adopt these mindsets because they know how powerful it is and how much it could change their life. But if you start to try to push your partner or family member onto personal development, what you're actually going to do is you're going to push them farther away because they're going to feel that gross energy of like, ugh, like why are you, why are you like trying to force me so hard? You know, why are you, why are you pushing this so much? Stop giving me book recommendations. Stop telling, stop sending me podcasts to listen to. Stop sending me social media posts that you think I need to read about trauma or inner healing or whatever, you know? It's like it gives off the wrong energy. No one wants to do something when they feel like 
they're being pushed to do it or there's sort of like this messaging around you're not good enough until you do this so you should do this that's going to turn someone right off from wanting to do anything so we have to allow the other person to believe that it it is their choice right so going back to the engagement example right if you're pushing your partner to do something even if it's not engagement if it's anything right you're not allowing them to choose and in this case, like it's okay, how do I let go? How do I let go of the need to be proposed to? How do I let go of the need for marriage right now in this phase of my life, in this timeline? And letting go is simply a choice. And that's the hardest thing for people to hear because <laughs> we wish that there were some hack or something to just make letting go easier. But the, the truth of it is that letting go is really just a choice. And understanding that the less attached you are, the more attractive that you will become, right? So the less attached that you are to the need to be engaged or married or have your partner in personal development or whatever whatever other example you want to put out there, the less attached you are to that, the more attractive you become to that thing. All right, so I, with the personal development thing, I've talked about this before briefly on my Instagram. I did a post about this. You know, there was a time where Jaime and I actually did a money bath ritual. So like I have this spell book and this is getting really woo-woo maybe for some of you, but like whatever. So I have this spell book and we, we did this spell. Essentially, there's certain ingredients that you put into the bath and you sit in the bath and we were visualizing our next level life together and sort of, you know, it was this full moon thing and we were doing this whole ritual for, for a manifestation that we were working on together. And I did a post about it afterwards because I was like, this is not normal for us. Like this is, this is, I just want people to know, like, this isn't a regular sort of thing that just our relationship was always this way and he was always into it and always down for it and always open to it. But I learned very early on, I heard similar messaging around don't push them. Don't push them, don't push them because you will push them away. And so I just lived my life. I just continued to read my books and listen to my podcasts and do my coaching and buy my crystals and cleanse the the energy in our house and do all of my rituals and practices and things. And I just lived my life for me and I enjoyed my practices for me. And what happened was he eventually took notice of like, oh my gosh, she's literally like manifesting everything that she says. You know, I have this method, what I call the whiteboard method, where I write down my manifestation on a whiteboard that we have on our fridge. And then every time I see it on the fridge, which is a lot, because you know how many times you open the fridge in a day. (laughs) So, I mean, if you work from home. So I put it on the fridge and every time I walk by it, I just recite the manifestation to myself as if it's already true, as if it's already here. And I feel in my body and I say a little prayer like silently as I'm getting the lettuce out of the fridge or whatever, you know, like, thank you universe. Like it's already here. It's on its way. Love that, right? So I have that method and he's like, oh my God, everything you put on that whiteboard literally comes into real life. Like it's fucking insane and it's real. I've put crazy ass income goals on there that I had no business achieving that I had never reached before. Boom, came to life. Got it, done. So he just started to see like, oh, this is a real thing. Like this is so interesting. And that allowed him to be genuinely, authentically from himself 
inspired and intrigued to lean into it with me and say, hey, I want to do one of those rituals with you. I want to manifest this thing. Like, what should I do? Do you think you can help me? And that was just the how it unfolded in a natural way, right? So we have to allow the other person to feel that it is their autonomous choice to be doing the things that we want them to do. The same with the engagement, right? If you're pushing it, it's not going to feel like it's their own naturally, authentically inspired autonomous choice to ask you to get married, right? And that's what we really want. So this idea of the less attached that you are, the more attractive you become can also really be applied to dating and this idea of the chase, right? Like we've all heard of that, the chase, like don't text back too quickly, like leave them on red, like make them wait, all those kinds of tactics, right? That are in a way manipulative. So I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not saying that you should do those things. But when we think about the psychology of it, it's like, oh, it does work. Because the less attached the other person is to the outcome of what's happening here, the more I want them. The more that I'm intrigued. The more that I feel genuinely, individually inspired to like follow and see what happens and wait for them to respond back. Yeah, and go on a second date, right? It creates this sense of intrigue and there's a real a real psychology to it. So, you know, believing that you'll be fine either way is the key. And this is important because it's different than just pretending that you'll be fine if they don't text you back or if they don't propose or if they don't get into fitness or personal development or whatever else, but then actually deep down being really (laughs) upset about it or dependent on it or still worried about it, right? So believing that you'll be fine either way in the art of unattachment is different than just saying, I'll be fine either way, but then deep down not actually feeling that to be true. So look out for that, right? Okay, and the third one is to make yourself a priority. So you can't always be conforming to everyone else's plans or preferences or how they want to do things or where they want to go if you want to be magnetic to your desires. Because if you're always just doing what everybody else wants to do, you're not really going to be in your best personal energy, right? Your highest vibration comes through when you're doing things that you love, when you're doing things that are aligned with how you actually feel, which means if you're feeling down or you're feeling uninspired or you're feeling um, like you're feeling introverted or whatever and you want to stay home, that means not saying yes to going out just because everybody else is and you feel like, you know, you're going to have FOMO or people are going to worry about, you know, why you're not going or they're going to think you're lame or boring or you said yes before so now you can't retract, right? But if we're just constantly conforming to what everybody else wants to do and their plans or preferences, we're not going to be in our own highest vibration, which is obviously part of what makes us magnetic to our desires. So deciding for you what's important to you and how you want to live your life and then allowing other people to be a part of it if they choose. And this is something that I have to admit I'm still actively working on. Like I'm very good at not going to events or places or things that I don't want to go to if I genuinely don't want to go. But 
I find myself working more on this within my relationship because I obviously love my partner and I want to spend time with him and I want to hang out with him. So sometimes I base my plans around what our plans are together. So a friend, let's say, for example, a friend will be like, do you want to do something on this day? And I'll be like, yes, but let me just check with Jaime's schedule and what we're doing this weekend. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, if she wants to hang out on Saturday, but Saturday is the only day that Jaime has available because the other days he has plans with friends or he's playing sports or doing whatever, then I don't want to miss like the whole weekend with him. So I'll sort of try to like arrange my schedule around his schedule and There's nothing really wrong with that, but I'm just actively trying to make myself more of a priority and make my plans first because I want to be in the energy of him making plans around me. You know, I want to be in the energy of, you know, and maybe, maybe it's a, a thing that we do that we share, that we, we do that back and forth, that we do it for each other. Like it doesn't have to be he schedules his life around mine. Like that's not really what I'm saying, but you get the idea, right? Is I don't need to wait until I know what somebody else is doing or what they wanted to do or what their preferences are in order to choose what I want to do and what my preferences are. Yeah? So deciding how you want to live your life, what you want to put on your calendar, what you want to spend your time doing, and then allowing other people to be a part of it if they choose. Right? So if you want to go and do something and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go and do it unless these people are going to come with me, That's probably, you know, a place for you to expand and grow and think about what if I just planned it, booked it, said, hey guys, I'm going. Like it's literally done. It's in the books. I'm going to be there. So come if you'd like. But if not, I'll be fine either way. Right? That's the energy that that is thread throughout this whole discussion, right? Of the I'll be fine either way. Making it less important, practicing detachment, and making yourself and your desires a priority. That's like this whole theme. All of these points are really, really connected. So yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) Those are the three things that I really wanted to share with you guys, the three tips to become magnetic to your desires. And I hope that you found these helpful. If you did, as always, take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your stories, send it to a friend. And if you're feeling super, super generous and you're on Apple Podcasts right now, take a second to leave us a five-star review and write a little something, what you love about the podcast, why you listen. It really helps people who don't know the show trust it and feel like they'll be able to get something out of it and encourages them to click play if they do come across us on the Apple Podcast app. So love those, appreciate those. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and don't forget the waitlist is now open for From Burnt Out to Badass, the last intake of 2021. If you want to get in my space, if you want to be in my signature coaching program, this is it. The doors are opening in August. Make sure you click the link in the show notes below or in my bio on Instagram and add your name and I would love to see you inside. I will chat to you guys next week. Bye.